Don't just ride the index, seek to outperform it with Fidelity Active ETFs. Learn more at fidelity.com slash active ETFs. Before investing in any exchange-traded fund, you should consider its investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Contact Fidelity for a prospectus, an offering circular, or if available, a summary prospectus containing this information. Read it carefully. While active ETFs offer the potential to outperform an index, these products may more significantly trail an index as compared with passive ETFs. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC. You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new and it's streaming now on Hulu. back with an all-new episode of Keep It Real. I'm Ira Madison III. I am interviewing the delightful Paige DeSorbo from Summer House, from Winter House, from Southern Charm, and of course the podcast Giggly Squad, which she co-hosts with her friend Hannah Burner. Uh, we have a fun conversation that's, you know, about reality TV, about pop culture, uh, everything that you enjoy hearing Paige talk about on a podcast and me talking about on keep it. So we will be right back with that interview. I'm very happy to have this stunning guest today. Uh, she is one of the stars of the Summer House franchise, and she's been delighting audiences all over with her hilarious podcast, Giggly Squad, which she co-hosts with her friend, Hannah Burner. So please welcome to the show the always fashionable and always funny Paige DeSorbo. Oh my gosh, thank you so much. I'm going to hire you to follow me around and intro me like that everywhere <laughs> I go. <laughs> we like to make our guests feel welcome. <laughs> well, I feel very welcome. Thank you. <laughs> uh, well, so now that I've got you here, I must mm -hmm. ask about the big news everyone is talking about, the big breakup yeah. news Sophie Turner and Joe Jonas. Oh my God. I thought you were <laughs> going to talk about my fashion looks from fashion week. Um, Joe, Joe and Sophie, I have so, so much to say about it. One, I think I'm team Sophie. Mm -hmm. Um, but I also, I just think it's so funny now that like when people break up, there's just so many crazy rumors that like mm -hmm. swirl around that you're like, okay, that can't be true. If there is a video on a ring camera, I need to see it. Like I <laughs> think that like, if that's a rumor that is sad because it, I hope it's true. Cause I want, I want that to leak so badly. I love when like footage like that leaks of something. It's it's, that would be very funny. I feel like I remember where I was when the footage leaked of Beyonce and Jay-Z in the uh, elevator. In the elevator. Like, that is yeah. my first remembrance <laughs> of, like, there's footage like that. So nothing, like, nothing goes above that. Is it interesting watching, like, a celebrity thing unfold, you know, even to compare this to, you know, 
what's going on in Summer House currently or yeah. what has gone on currently in the past. Is it weird to be on the side of, well, I know what it's like when a breakup has happened and I may have seen mm-hmm. things and then there's different stories coming out in the media and you're like, do you have some sort of thing where you're watching Joe and Sophie and you're like, well, I feel like half of this can't even be true. Yeah. Yes. Now that I'm like in it, I take everything with a grain of salt. Like every single thing I hear about a celebrity or a reality star, I'm like, yeah, but that's probably not even true. Um, So I definitely look at it in a different lens. I think the difference between like A-list celebrities like Joe and Sophie is they are celebrities because they have this talent and we like watching them act and like we like watching them sing where for us, our talent is basically like showing you our whole lives. So I think it is a little bit different when like someone goes through a breakup, like on reality TV goes through a breakup, people feel entitled to know like, okay, what happened? Give us everything. And then you're put in like a weird position because you're like, how much of myself am I really going to give to all of these strangers? And what's like my boundary? So I think everyone in reality TV is completely different. Um, I think there's some people that will tell you every time they go to the bathroom. And then there were there are other people that are like, I'm going to keep this to myself. <laughs> so I think I think it's different. It's different for everyone. But I do I do always feel bad when I see like crazy, crazy rumors because I'm like, OK, that's not true. <laughs> like, but, but it's fun to speculate. It is. It is. Yeah. And I mean, like even talking about reacting as, you know, people being on reality TV and then being in this Bra- Bravo sphere. Right. Do you feel like your cast has learned something from everything that happened with Vanderpump Rules and like the scan of all of it all and all of them constantly talking about it in the press? I feel like it's been such a contrast with, and maybe it's because Summer House hasn't started airing yet, but I feel like the cast has been pretty respectfully quiet about anything that's going on with Lindsay and Carl. Um... I think we're just like a different cast. Like, you know how Mm -hmm. they say people in California are very different from people in New York. I feel like that on reality (laughs) TV too. Um, Like, you know, me, I have a podcast. Sierra has a podcast. Neither of us went on our individual podcasts and have, are talking about Carl and Lindsay. Um, I think the Scannaball thing was such a like one-off time in pop culture. You know, people break up and, get back together all the time. Um, There wasn't like a huge scandal scandal, but I think, I think we all kind of stayed quiet because Lindsay hadn't said anything. Carl hadn't said anything. And also it's like, just not our place. We're friends with both of them. We obviously don't like live in their apartment with them. So we don't know everything. Um, But I think our, our cast is doing a really good job of, supporting both of them um we still have our group chat and we our group chat still like goes off um i've that's good to know yeah i've spoken to both of them individually um and so i think we're just we're we're a little bit more sad than like the vanderpump cast they were like what is going on they had kind of more of like an explosive (laughs) thing and I think ours is a little bit more uh, emotional and there's two like very real people that are both like very hurt from what's going on. Mm-hmm. 
So speaking of the podcast that you have, you know, Giggly Squad with Hannah, um, it's so interesting that everyone and their mother in the Bravo sphere has a podcast, but you have a podcast, you know, you have a podcast in the way that like, I'm hosting a podcast. I'm talking about things on it that happen in culture and you're, you know, you're talking about your life, et cetera. Um, was there an impetus to create a show that was sort of commenting on your reality show life and giving people sort of a peek behind that? Or did you find that you and Hannah were really just like, no, we just want to talk about our lives? I think it honestly, I wish I could say that we planned all of this out and we were like, oh, we should do this, this and this. (laughs) None of that happened. Um, It really was because of COVID and we were so bored and me and Hannah would just like, we were both at our parents' houses. And so me and Hannah would just like sit on FaceTime for hours because there was nothing else to do. And we would be laughing hysterically and just like talking about nonsense And it was right when like everyone was going live on Instagram and we were like, why not just do it? And so we definitely talked about what was going on in our day to day. I think we touched a little bit on Summer House, but to be totally honest, we kind of wanted something that was so separate from like our reality TV life and like a little bit more into just like our friendship and what our humor is like. I mean, not everyone has the benefit of being best friends with a stand-up comedian like I do. So I'm mm-hmm. laughing all the time. And so I want other people <laughs> to like feel what that's like, like to be laughing like that. So I don't think we went into it being like, oh, we want to recap our television show that we're on. We went into it really just like, this is us and we think it's funny and maybe other girls will think it's funny too. And to be totally honest, we're just bored. And, and so then once COVID (laughs) kind of stopped and everything opened up, we didn't even initially think when we started doing the Instagram lives that we were going to have a podcast. We thought like, okay, we'll just Mm -hmm. like see what happens. But we went live every single night for three months, which is now that I think about it, Mm. insane. Um, (laughs) So like, maybe we should have seen a therapist instead. Um, But... But so then when it opened up and and Hannah was like, let's just start a podcast, I was so down with it. Um, and Bravo, obviously, like we asked Bravo's permission and they kind of like steered us away from talking about the show. And we were fine with that because we we wanted it mm-hmm. to be totally separate anyway. Mm-hmm. Which is so funny because I feel like everyone else on Bravo, if you're a housewife, that's yeah. all they talk about. Yeah. Yeah. It's very niche. It's very niche. And we knew we wanted to be kind of in like a different realm. And so like our podcast is in the comedy section. And um, Mm. we rarely, Hannah like doesn't even watch reality TV. So we rarely talk about Mm. reality TV anyway. Um, Mm -hmm. She's more of like a documentary girl. Do you watch it a lot? I do watch some things. Like I've watched all of New York City Housewives. I love them. I think they're great. I love okay. the reboot. I just met Uba at Saks the other day. Like she was walking oh, in, she's I was walking so out. So glam. So <laughs> glam. I like looked like this and she walked in and she had like this like white flowy dress and I was like a little kid. I just said, 
hi. And she was so nice and was like, oh my God, I know you. And like we chatted for like five minutes. And um, mm-hmm. so I'm excited to see her at BravoCon. But I, I do watch a lot of things on Bravo. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I'm really loving the new New York. It feels very, it's weird to finally be watching a housewives where I feel like I'm close to the age of the housewives that's on it. And also it feels like they live in the New York. It's a little humbling, you know, like when you're like, (laughs) I'm like, I could be friends with them. I'm like old enough. Um, yes. And I also think what they're fighting about, like I watch reality TV to escape my problems in my life. Like I want to see what Mm -hmm. other people's drama is. And sometimes I feel like reality TV can get so dark and so like Mm -hmm. intense where I'm like, I I need a Xanax from this episode. And I think New York city is (laughs) such a good job of like, they're fighting about you didn't want to fly coach and you didn't like my cheese board. Like I like those arguments because you know that they're frivolous mm-hmm. and they're passing and they're going to make up and I want to see them like laugh and have fun. So I feel it's bit like it's very lighthearted. Obviously give them a couple seasons and they'll be right in there. But, <laughs> but so I, I really, I enjoy it. And I love, I love watching something in the city I live in and I, to be honest, I watch to see what they're wearing. Like they all dress so well. Mm-hmm. And I just, I like seeing the glitz and glam of New York City. And you know, you you also have, you know, so much fashion stuff going on too with TikTok and everything. Like yeah. also, if you open your TikTok, what's on your For You page? Okay, so. What do you get all, every day? I get a lot of conspiracy theories. Like I, at this point, okay. I'm an alien. <laughs> At this point, I'm a full alien. Um, I know everything about them. No, I get a lot of conspiracy theories. I get a lot of fashion and beauty. Um, And then I get a lot of, like, funny, stupid videos. And I kind of go Mm. with whatever Hannah DMs me on TikTok. Then I feel like I get her algorithm. So I get a lot of cats. Mm -hmm. Can I say about DMs on TikTok, maybe this has only happened to me. Do you feel like you get DMs from friends on TikTok or you have accidentally sent something to people and I don't know how it's happened? I reposted a video the other day. Okay. And and Craig was like, do you know that you reposted this video? And I go, I don't know how to repost. What are you talking about? So Okay, yes, exactly. I, completely- I have friends being like, why did you send me this video of like it's always an animal one too it's like why did you send me this video of seals and i'm like i don't even watch that so i think tiktok sends things for us that's my conspiracy theory and tiktok also it's funny that tiktok dms have a very different um like you deal with it different than you deal with instagram dms like if one of my friends Mm -hmm. dms me on instagram i see it i open it i'm responding tiktok i could go weeks Mm -hmm. And then I'm like, oh, I built up 40 videos. Yeah. Now I'm going to go through all of that. So it's so interesting. My, <laughs> my friend Joe like told me, turn on TikTok notifications. He was like, you don't have that many. Just do it. Because he would send me videos. And then yeah. it would I would see them a month later. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I've already seen this. Because you, you said I this am. a month ago. The interface is very bad for getting yeah. DMs. I agree. Yeah. Um, what was your fashion week like? So I actually, I feel like I always say like, oh, I hate fashion week and it's so like intense, but I actually had 
such a fun time this week. I get so anxious mm-hmm. because I hate small talk. I never like, I'm always like in my head, like, okay, what's the next thing I could say to this person? So it like makes me anxious. Um, but I had a great time. And I think it's because I'm a little bit older now. I kind of know what to expect. Mm-hmm. Um, I can kind of pick and choose certain things I want to go to. And I had a great experience. I also like September Fashion Week because you're not like freezing cold like it is in February and there's mm-hmm. not like snow on the ground. So I had a really good time. And also I had kind of like a little bit of like a pinch me moment because there is a feeling mm. like when you're sitting at a runway show, you're like, oh my God, I dreamt about this when I was younger. I watched all the Sex in the City episodes. Mm-hmm. Like I couldn't have imagined what this felt like. <laughs> and then to like be sitting there and your friends next to you and you're like talking about like a designer or something like it is, it is very girly and very, I had a really good time this year. And we will be right back with more Keep It Real. Hey, Fidelity. How can I remember to invest every month? With the Fidelity app, you can choose a schedule and set up recurring investments in stocks and ETFs. Oh, that sounds easier than I thought. You got this. Yeah, I do. Now, where did I put my keys? You will find them where you left them. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE SIPC. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR and how I live my life every day. Oh, I'm glad to bear witness to it. (laughs) Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of a struggle. It sounds like you at Coachella. I'm already tuned in. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective, from Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to reparations. There's no limit to the range of black stories, black truths. Black perspectives have always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Hear a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center black voices. It's NPR Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as very nuanced and black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Doesn't the black experience sound like a three-disc Prince album we never got? Someone check the vault, please. <laughs> Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get your podcasts. You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new and it's streaming now on Hulu. What were your favorite, maybe, like, events that you went to? Um, so I went to in a retrofit 
runway show, which was so cool. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very like glam and very like going out outfits. So that was fun. And all the, the models looked incredible. And then I also went to um, Alice and Olivia preview, which I've always loved Alice and Olivia. They're very, I feel like it's very like Audrey Hepburn style. And mm-hmm. whenever people like ask me about fashion and what's my personal style, I really feel like I can never answer that question because every day I feel like you wake up and you have like a different mood and you have a different vibe. And so some days mm-hmm. like I like being super girly and Audrey Hepburn and like Jackie O style. But then there are other days where I'm like, what would Dua Lipa wear? Like a mini skirt and pop like that's <laughs> what I'm wearing. So I feel like it, it fluctuates. And so it's fun to do a different look. I, I'm always thinking about what Dua Lipa is wearing. I'm always so. thinking about Dua Lipa. I'm like, what is she doing? <laughs> I don't know why. I travel I- a lot. And so my friends always refer to me as like their Dua because they're like, I was like Dua Lipa. He's never at home. Wait, I love that. I love that. She is truly never at home. She's always stepping out somewhere. Yeah, she's always doing something. <laughs> she always looks so good. I like her. Yeah, I mean, like, it's interesting you talk about, you know, like, you wake up with different moods for fashion, mm-hmm. et cetera. Because, you know, I'm already thinking, like, what am I going to start wearing this fall? You know, yeah. like, are you already thinking, like, things that you want to buy? Or are you thinking, like, pieces that you have already that you can't yeah. wait to wear again? Like, what goes into your brain when you're, like... Okay, it's starting to cool off at New York. How do I get ready for how I want to look now? I love the fall in New York. I think it's so underrated. And I don't think people, unless you really live in New York during the fall, like I don't think people get how amazing it is. Um, So when I'm thinking about the fall, yes, obviously I'm thinking about the outfits. I know other girls are like, let's go apple picking and like, do Halloween stuff. And I'm very like, what boots are we buying? So, and especially on Giggly Squad, because Hannah also doesn't really care about fashion that much. Like she cares a little, but I'm always like telling her new stuff. So actually this Mm -hmm. past week, I told her how like these new specific kind of boots are really in style and we haven't worn them since like, actually have. Okay. So like a riding boot is back but mm. like with oh. like some detail like a buckle and i'm very excited yeah. for this i just got these i don't even know who they are mark fisher so like this boot i'm okay. very excited for for the fall and i'm also i'm loving the ballet flat trend i haven't worn it yet though because i'm five three mm-hmm. and, and it's a little <laughs> it's a little hit you like a little height yeah, yeah. um but i think it's ballet so flats cute. remind me of Gossip Girl. It's very yes. Gossip Girl. Ballet flats, the, headbands. The fall in New York is very <laughs> Gossip Girl. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like you could step out of your apartment at any moment and be caught in, like, a Gossip Girl scandal. Because it's just, it gives that energy of them, like, eating lunch on the steps. <laughs> uh, I remember those kind of boots, like, a lot. Yeah. I used to, before, before I moved to New York and... Um, my hometown, Milwaukee, like I worked briefly uh, during the winter season at the Macy's women's shoe department. Mm-hmm. And so I was constantly trying to get people squeezing into those boots. And they're yeah. difficult. Yeah. 
And like a shorter boot too in that version and like a shorter version in that style. Very cool for the fall. Mm-hmm. Um, if I have any other what's track. so funny is you talk about like Uba like being fashionable, right? And yeah. like the chicness that you get from like a housewives because, you know, yeah. they have glam and then they have, you know, when they go to their reunions too, like everyone's like yeah. in sort of like an evening dress or something. For you as a person who's so into fashion, what's it like when you are deciding like what you want to wear on like, you know, Summer House or Southern Charm? Because it's at least Summer House, I would Stressful. say, like it doesn't lend itself to <laughs> what you're wearing, Stressful. you know? Yeah. Because you're just it's- at that, you're in that fucking house all day. And so it's like, it's not like you're going anywhere. And the Hamptons kind of has like one look, like it's Hampton Z. Um, <laughs> so it's like preppy. It's like florals. When I'm packing for summer house, I, it's so funny because we talk about this a lot, like within the house. And I think like people watching mm-hmm. love, like getting like logistics answers. So we're all very different when it comes to, time to like pack and go for the weekend kyle and amanda pack in the beginning of the summer all of their clothes they bring them out they wow. fully move in <laughs> and then they and then they just go back and forth that gives me such anxiety because if, i could never i could never <laughs> if there's a pair of shoes in my hamptons closet and i know that i need them in new york city like that wednesday i will freak out mm-hmm. that like they're four hours away So I pack by weekend and sometimes we'll get like a little bit of a schedule of like what we're doing that or what we're potentially doing that weekend. So I pack based on that. Um, And let's be honest, like when you watch a reality show, you're watching for the looks like I want to see a look. So sometimes we're a little overdressed for certain things like going out to dinner or like going to a carnival Mm. or stuff like that. But I think it's fine that we're a little bit overdressed because we're on TV. Now, would I wear like a glam outfit to go get coffee if I wasn't being filmed? Probably not. But like, I want to serve. <laughs> I want to serve. I want you to be at home watching the TV and have like a nice visual. So I definitely like ham it up a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. But like, what the thing that I'm prepping for right now is BravoCon, and that. It's probably the most stressful because everyone is going all out all the time. And I actually Mm -hmm. had the opportunity to be on their fashion panel last year, which was so much fun. Mm -hmm. And so to be included with like the best dressed housewives is like always Mm -hmm. my, like such a dream. And I I feel so honored whenever they do include me in that, because I know like how Mm -hmm. hard everyone works to like, get good outfits and it's a, it's a whole, it's a whole thing. Figuring out outfits for like Vegas too feels stressful. It's so stressful. And it's my birthday (laughs) that weekend. So I feel like I have to look like extra good. And so it's just Mm -hmm. a lot. I've like, I just started like ordering stuff and trying stuff on, but it's a lot of looks and a Mm. lot of glam. So switching to Southern charm then, you know, what yeah. was that like even preparing for that show? Because that's very different than um, yeah. Summer House where you're traveling and you're packing. Like you're there, but you are you yeah. don't live there. So you're also traveling and packing too. Right. Um, but that show at least lends itself to 
dressing up more than Summer House. They definitely do dress up. I am that friend, and like Hannah can attest to this, that like if I'm out and I don't like my outfit, my whole night is ruined, and I and I'm going home. There have been so many nights out that Hannah has looked at me and been like, "Do you want to just go home and change?" And I'm like, "Yes, like I need to go home and change." So. So naturally, like my boyfriend knows this about me too. So there have been plenty of times in Charleston, like during some Southern Charm where I'm like, Craig, I can't go. And he's like, why can't you go? And I'm like, well, I don't have an outfit. And he's like, okay, I get it. I don't even want to get into that with you because you'll just be miserable the whole time if you go and you don't like your outfit. So totally fine, stay home. So I am that person where like, I am the Grinch. Like, I have nothing to wear. I'm not going. Like, I I can't. Um, but Southern Charm, their, like, sense of style is obviously a little bit different than New York City, but the Hamptons is different than New York City. So I kind of bring my Hamptons wardrobe down to Charleston. And whenever I'm filming Southern Charm, whether it's with Madison or Olivia, like, I will always text them before and be like, what's our vibe? Because I don't want to show up in like a full glam outfit and like Madison has just come from like her seventh workout of the day, you know? So like I do talk to the girls and we kind of like coordinate a little bit. <laughs> I guess lastly, um, what can we expect, you know, from you on Southern Charm this season? And what's it like, you know, being on a show again with Craig? Um, I love filming with Craig because I feel... I feel like a little bit of like protection, especially when I go to Southern Charm. Not that I like have any beef with any of the girls there. All of the girls on that cast, um, I genuinely are lovely and I, I get along with all of them. But when you're filming a reality show, like anything could happen at any moment and someone could say anything. And so when I'm filming with Craig, I kind of feel like I have like a built in bodyguard that like even if someone said something to me, like I wouldn't even have to like respond because I know Craig would like jump right in. So there is definitely a sense of security, but also there's a sense of it's not my show. I'm not a main cast member. I, I very much am a plus one. And the girls that, that are on that show, they're the main cast members. This is their this is their thing. So I definitely am a little bit different on Southern Charm than I am on Summer House. Because Summer House, I'm a little more vocal. These are my friends. I have opinions. But I think I tone it down like a little on Southern Charm. I'm not there to like fight with any of the girls or have drama with any of them. Um, and it's really more about like my life with Craig and our day to day when we're in Charleston. So I do know a lot of the drama that takes place this season on Southern Charm. Not that I was present for a lot of it, but I always get the gossip. People like want to tell me gossip and I love that. So <laughs> I made a whole <laughs> career of it. Um, so I, I think it's a really good season and I think it's, it felt very like old school Southern charm, like someone sleeping with someone and they shouldn't be. And now mm -hmm. everyone's mad about it. And like, it's, um, it's good. But everyone, everyone on that cast really is great reality TV. Let me tell you. I love Southern charm. I think I binged it yeah. 
prior to COVID because I had friends who were really yeah. into it. So that's how I got into it. And um, like season one, two, three of Southern Charm. I mean, there's just there's nothing like it. It's just <laughs> gold. So good. I miss Cam- I miss Cameron so much. I wish you would like come back just for one episode and narrate it. You know. <laughs> I do have to commend you for, you know, just having fun on that show. I think my friend who's a writer too, mm-hmm. Brendan Holder, like came up with the concept of like, you know, everyone's always talking about main character energy. And he was like, I love guest character energy. And he specifically coined it with visiting our friends in like Fire Island, right? Like, because like that's sort of like the Hamptons were like, you could have a share. But he's like, I like being the friend who shows up on Saturday and maybe I just stay overnight and then I leave Sunday. Or even if you only stay two nights, it's like you yep. get to pop in. Yep. You're in the group chat. You hear about drama that's happened with people. Yeah. You're not involved in it. And most importantly, when you leave, you are not added to the split was. Perfectly put. I love being a supporting character. Like it is the easiest job ever because you're just sitting there, you're listening to the gossip, but nobody sees you as like a threat. Nobody feels like, oh, I can't tell her that she's going to go tell someone else. I'm like, I don't, I probably won't even remember it by the time we leave here. So I love being supporting <laughs> cast on Southern Charm. Um because it's it's sometimes when I'm filming Southern Charm, I think in my head, like, wow, I can't wait to watch this on TV. Like, this is going to be so crazy. So um, I'm excited on, to see the episodes. I'm excited, too. Well, thank you so much for being here, Paige. And, thank you, guys. And also, this is so fun. And also, Giggly Squad is so funny. Honestly, I was, thank um, you. I was very much relating to your recent episode about I'm a Delta girl. So it is it is constantly stressful when I remember a Delta flight. I was going to L.A. for work or something. And I really needed to be there that night because it was like a wedding. Um, And the cancellation happening, the thing of like it was early morning, too. And the flight ended up not being canceled. It was just delayed a very long time. But the several hours where it seemed like it was going to be canceled Everyone in the airport was on their phones. And it's like you're you're competing with everybody else on the plane to get yeah. another flight too. And I was like on the phone with I Delta. I feel so stupid. Yeah. And you're on the phone with Delta. You're like, <laughs> can I get this flight? Can I switch to this? They're, they just seem like over it. <laughs> yeah. They're like, I can't even believe you would ask that. No. <laughs> like it's, it was, it's, the airport is very stressful. And like them redoing LaGuardia, we love it. We love like a new look, but it's so big now that like I used to be able to go to LaGuardia and like it's run it's to my gate, but now it's like it's so intense. So hopefully it gets better. Well, thank you for being here. This was fun. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Um, next time we'll do, we'll have to do it in person. Yeah. Thank you so much, Paige Sorbo, for being here. We'll see you back next week with more Keep It Real. Our guest is Mona Scott Young, the creator of Love & Hip Hop, and so much more. And I will be joined by one of my favorite and one of your favorite Keep It co-hosts, Ray Sani, to talk about Love & Hip Hop and other reality TV shows.
Keep It is a Crooked Media production. Our senior producer is Kendra James. Our producer is Chris Lord. And our associate producer is Malcolm Whitfield. Our executive producers are Ira Madison III and Louis Vertel. This episode was recorded and mixed by Evan Sutton. Thank you to our digital team, Megan Patzel and Rachel Gajewski, and to Matt DeGroot and David Tolles for production support every week. And as always, Keep It is recorded in front of a live studio audience. Don't just ride the index, seek to outperform it with Fidelity Active ETFs. Learn more at fidelity.com slash active ETFs. Before investing in any exchange-traded fund, you should consider its investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Contact Fidelity for a prospectus, an offering circular, or if available, a summary prospectus containing this information. Read it carefully. While active ETFs offer the potential to outperform an index, these products may more significantly trail an index as compared with passive ETFs. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC. The legend of Cayman Jack is just around the corner. Mixed with blue agave nectar, real lime juice, and cane sugar for the perfect balance of sweet, salty, and sour every time. Discover legendary taste with Cayman Jack, America's number one margarita. Premium flavored malt beverage. Please drink responsibly. All registered trademarks used under license by American Vintage Beverage Company, Chicago, Illinois.